Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Thanks. I don't need help. Just watch me love myself. That's all I want. I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about how Gary Turner found love for the first time since 1968. With three different women. (laughs) (gasps) The scandal. The scandal. A classic, classic Bachelor setup. Joining us today to discuss this honestly tearjerker of an inaugural Hometowns episode of Golden Bachelor is the editor-in-chief of Slate, Hillary Fry, who also, you know, happens to be our friend and former colleague. <laughs> I am so happy to be here with you guys. We're so I'm excited. I'm so excited. A reunion I'm of I'm so sorts. excited. <laughs> Such a reunion. And I'm also just so excited that you, a non-Bachelor person, have been watching Golden Bachelor. I had to. I'm I'm 48. I just found love for the second time. Oh, I know. I wanted, to dis- I, know. I wanted to discuss that during this pod. Yeah, please <laughs> ask me anything. Um, but I... I am younger than the current contestants, but I feel that I have a lot of uh, shared experiences with them in a lot of ways about sort of being in the second half of of life here. I mean, maybe I'll live past 100. We'll see, but... You never know. know. Science is crazy (laughs) these days, but also the world might end. So like, we're all just, we're all just working ahead, you know? We're (laughs) We're here, here, we're here now. Just a reminder to everyone before we get into today's recap, Make sure to check out our Monday recaps of Bachelor in Paradise. And also, I recently did a podcast diving into Britney Spears' memoir over on our Substack, Rich Text. So you can subscribe to listen to that episode at claireandemma.substack.com. Okay, y'all, let's do it. Let's get into Golden Hometowns. I cried at least three times. (laughs) I didn't cry this episode, which was weird for me. I felt like it it really brought me back to the fact that we're watching 
The Bachelor, but it was so refreshing in the way of that it's not, you know, someone meeting someone's parents, but they're meeting their children. But yeah, I really got in my feels about the fact that these women are going to be left heartbroken and it made me a little upset. <laughs> I know. So we began on a cold open. Two adorable children are questioning Gary about whether it's true that he loves their glamour. And at this point, if you remember the intros or the bios of these contestants, we know that Leslie is the one who goes by glamour. Lee and I were both slightly disturbed by this in our bios <laughs> episode. But I was like, okay, so these are Leslie's grandchildren. Gary says, yes, they are actually a couple. And he asks if they think he'd fit in with the family. And they say, yes, because we think Glamma really likes you. Aww. It's so cute. So many cute <laughs> grandchildren this There episode. were a lot of cute grandchildren. Ugh. A lot of them. I loved it. I loved it. It's so much better than a bunch of paternalistic older brothers like threatening violence <laughs> against The Bachelor. <laughs> Just cute kids replace that energy. And just as hard-hitting questions, frankly. So after the cold open, we see Gary. He is heading out of Los Angeles because it's hometowns week. And family is very important to him. And he acknowledges up front, this hometowns episode is going to be different than the ones that we Bachelor viewers are used to. Because he will be meeting the kids and the grandkids, not the parents. And he says the last time he met the family was in 1968 when he met his late wife, Tony's family. So yeah, the pressure's on. It must be a weird feeling, you know, go from that. Go from like being in a family for all those years and that is your family. They become your family, of course. And now meeting another group of, of people and three families, not just one. You're meeting three and then you kind of, you know, get to know them and it, it has to be hard. Oh, it definitely makes it a lot harder to make those decisions, as we see at the end of the episode. But Faith, Leslie, and Teresa have all told Gary that they're falling in love with him. And he, naive Gary, is like, I only want to say I love you to one more person in this lifetime. Spoiler alert. That does not happen. <laughs> nope. Nope. Just I love you's coming out left, left and right. And right. <laughs> Our first stop is Shrewsbury, New Jersey, to see Teresa. They meet at, like, a local park, it looks like. Teresa, of a course. A local park, and there's, like, a, a guy who runs behind them. <laughs> it's just very funny. It's like, oh, this is, there's production here, but there's still just people, yeah. humanity, in The Golden they're, Bachelor. Yeah, they're just in the burbs. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> They're really in the Jersey burbs, but they do go to Seaside Heights, so they spice it up a little bit. <laughs> but Teresa does the run and hug, but no jump. We need to be careful here. Now, the the other ladies do attempt jumps, and we will get to that, but I was a little frightened. <laughs> Teresa seemed like she was going to go for it, and then the closer she got, she was like, it's best if I stay on the ground. Yes. Great <laughs> decision. <laughs> They sit on a bench and reminisce about their first one-on-one -on -one date and the way that Teresa just put her little hand on Gary's shoulder to calm his nerves. And Teresa also tells Gary that she hasn't introduced a man to her family since her late husband passed away, which I believe she said 
on date one that it was about to be nine years ago. Yeah. So that's, it's a lot of time. Meanwhile, Teresa's family is sitting in their living room, buzzing with anticipation. Today, Gary will be meeting Teresa's daughter, Jen, her sisters, Mary and Charlotte, Jen's husband, Matt, and their three adorable sons who just cannot wait to give their Nana a hug. So sweet. They're so cute. They're really cute. There's some good freckles on on one of them. Right? Oh, yeah. like oh my killer God. freckles. They're all very adorable that. boys. Very so cute. sweet. So sweet. They all absolutely scream with delight when Teresa and Gary walk into the room. Uh, Teresa recounts her faux scandalous entrance about her birthday suit gag. Yeah, I was like, are her grandsons in the room? Cover your eyes, boys. (laughs) However, I need to share, I was so relieved when she shared this because I don't know if I wasn't paying attention earlier. I really thought that she was nude underneath her jacket when she flashed Gary. I didn't realize she had like a slip on. And when she explains this, I felt, I have to say, I had to recalibrate my feelings a little bit about Teresa. She was a little less <laughs> scandalous than I had thought. The whole time you were like, wow, this woman's just like Listen. doing full frontal, yeah. which respect, but like. But then you, yeah, you judged it, her a little bit, but <laughs> this is she AB, wasn't This nude. is ABC, Hillary. <laughs> this is ABC. I was like, they, I knew the minute I saw that, I was like. This is a like, ridiculous. As gag. you pointed out, I like your previous guest from last week, Kate Alletta. I immediately knew who Trista Sutter was when she showed up, <laughs> but I am not deeply steeped in The Bachelor in the ways of. And I thought, I I was I have to say I was scandalized, impressed, dismayed. I had all the feelings, and they they all were lifted. Um, with this episode. You're like, oh, thank goodness. It was just a nude slip. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Gary uh, admits that he too was startled and unsure what to do. He was like, I was just trying to look at her from the chin up (laughs) because he wasn't sure what chivalry commands. (laughs) Just a genuine Gary. Chivalry. I'm like, of course course. Gary's talking about chivalry. (laughs) This was like, peak like old man talking about nudity yeah. to me. <laughs> Anything to avoid confronting even the whiff of nudity. Yeah. <laughs> but Jen tells the camera that this is something new. Like she hasn't seen her mom dating really. And she also says that she's the one who encouraged Teresa to go on the Golden Bachelor. And she's really pleased to see the good energy that clearly exists between her mom and Gary. And she also says she knows that her mom would love to be with someone, would love to get married again. And she just really wants that for her. It was like a very sweet. I really liked I, Jen. I loved, right? I liked me Jen too. too. I actually wanted to know more about mm-hmm. her. I was, I was curious. I felt like, I was like, Jen, we could get a cup of coffee. She seems cool. <laughs> She's our East Coast gal. Like, yeah, I would totally yeah. hang out with Jen. Bring the kids over. I saw that trampoline. I'm down. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, I'll be dropping my children (laughs) off at Jen's. Charlotte and Mary pull Teresa for a little chat in the dining room. And this is just such a sweet chat between sisters. They're all just like giddy about what they're seeing between Teresa and Gary. Charlotte and Mary are like, he's warm. He's genuine. Teresa says that 
she's been really hopeful throughout this entire thing. And her sisters agree that they could see the connection just from their body language when they walked in the house. Yeah, Gary and Teresa have always had a pretty strong bond. I don't know how, I mean, now we know your feelings a little bit, Hillary, on Teresa. But have you sensed like Kathy? I thought the bond was because she was fully nude <laughs> under that. That would, that would dress. really bond. And people. Gary was just like, this is what happens now. I mean, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna see this through to the end. Um, it, but anyway, yes, I have, I, I do, I see, I see the chemistry with Gary and Teresa. I do like, like he, he genuinely has chemistry with all three mm-hmm. of them. He does. It's gonna be tough. He does. Oh, poor guy. Yeah, I was like, this is gonna be such so rough for him to get to the finish line because now, now it's it's down to three women that he like genuinely has feelings for, genuinely has a connection with. And I think he's just taking this really seriously. And I genuinely think that he respects all of the women that are doing this with him. Mm-hmm. Teresa also admits that she feels nervous because there's two other women left. And I think this is the first time that we've heard anyone on the show acknowledge the age differential between the other them and the other women on the show. So I thought this was interesting. She says, you know, I'm 70 and I'm competing with 60-year-olds because Faith is 60. And her sisters are kind of like, eh, we don't think it matters. Yeah. It is interesting that you mentioned that too because, of course, even on The Bachelor, if you're 25 and someone else is 33, I mean, that's a big age difference. So Teresa's finally recognizing. I think Faith and Leslie are both in their 60s. So. Yeah, but fate, I think Leslie is 64, 65. So they're real and Teresa just turned 70. Mm-hmm. So it's they're kind of evenly spaced out over that decade. But yeah, it is it it is interesting. Like 10 years is 10 years. Mm-hmm. 10 years is 10 years. And something they don't address at all on the show is actually actually longevity, right? So it's like part of getting together at this age is thinking about what what is caretaking look like i'm sorry yeah. to be such a downer but like no this is, no yes. that's real yeah. and it, it's something it, that it will i come was for thinking everybody. about yeah. yeah and that's not really part of i mean i do i'm excited to sort of explore also the geographical challenges that came up in this episode yes. but i think you know i would i think there's something to what the sisters are saying which is like The age gap thing does really change as you get older. And it's, I don't know, time, what time is feels different. It's Mm -hmm. it's sort of, I know, I know I'm not 60, you guys. I know, but I'm just, (laughs) these are things that I I I spend a lot of time thinking about. But there is this, I think about it for the younger women. Gary's 72. It's like in 10 years, they're going to be in their early 70s, which as we know from The Golden Bachelor can still be like a very active time of life. Yeah, The 80s for a lot of people, I re- our president is Things in his 80s. Things start to really change. Things start to yeah, look different. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah no, I, and I think that's something, I wonder if we will see any conversations about that as we get into those like last chance dates and their overnight time. Um, because yeah, the geography thing came up for the first time in this episode, which felt really significant. Mm-hmm. I to agree. Me. So after we see this chat between Teresa and her sisters, Gary sits down with Teresa's three grandsons. It's very sweet. 
he's like, what do you guys think about me being with your Nana? And this like broke my heart. One of her grandsons said, good, because she comes over a lot because she's always lonely. It would mean a lot to her if you guys get married. It's the unfiltered words of the under 10. Like, just grandma's lonely. Yeah, she's alone. So she spends a lot of time with us. So she won't be alone anymore. Oh, it's sweet, but it's sad. It's sad. And, you know, her husband died almost a decade ago. So that's a long time. And and I can tell Jen feels like her mom is like a part of her life. Like, I don't know what Jen would do if her mom moved to be with Gary. You know, it seems like yeah, they're very, it's, it's a bond. It's tough. It seems like they're really enmeshed, mm-hmm. but also that everyone in her family really wants her to have joy yes. in these next years of her life. Yeah. We also have to play this fabulous clip of Teresa's grandsons dunking on her for her selfie face. I believe we have a clip. What can you tell me about your Nana that is the most interesting? When taking selfies, she would do this weird face where she would like duck lips, I think it's called. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That's the one. That's the one. (laughs) We're doing selfies. <laughs> oh, this is precious. I love that they're like, that's definitely the most interesting thing about our Nana. Selfies. <laughs> and also that the little one knew what the duck lips face was. Like, I just, it cracked me up. <laughs> so sweet. I also love the way Gary just says precious. <laughs> it's precious. He's great with little kids. He is. He was good with all the kids this episode. All the kids. Yeah, you can tell he's been a father, a grandfather, and is just like naturally really, he's a very warm person. And I'm like, Gary's charming to like seven-year-olds and to 77-year-olds. Totally. (laughs) On that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we will finish up Gary's date with Teresa. Can you keep up? I like This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about 
is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender. I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. And we're back and it's time for the big conversation because Gary is sitting down with Jen, Teresa's daughter. She asks him what he likes about her mom. And Gary, I will give him credit. He's very specific about the things that he loves about all of these women to their families, which I always love to see from a lead on this show. Gary says he just really likes the way that Teresa looks at him, the way that she leans in and listens to him. And he likes how sweet she is. And he says that he's just really drawn to her. And Jen admits that Gary also seems like a really genuine, nice person. Then she (laughs) asks about the logistics. And I was very interested because I felt like Gary tried to sidestep this question a little bit. He was like, you know, if it's right, you'll figure it out. And Jen is like, sure, but my mom comes over to my house every day. like." 
She's a daily part of our lives. And she clarifies, I'm not her parent, I'm her child. She can obviously make this decision. But that's a very real challenge to consider. Oh, yeah. What did you guys think about this? Listen, I just married a German (laughs) who lives in Berlin. Fortunately, even when we met on our first date, which was a setup, his plan was always to come to New York, where I live. He would have ended up here with or without me. And that I have a child. My child has a dad who also lives here, just which is the same when you, you're older and you're connected to family in a way that I assume on The Bachelor, it's just very different. You're starting your life. It's all opportunity. What you know, you maybe you want to move across the country with this person you meet on this show. Any it's all kind of wide open in a different way. And I think Gary. Gary clearly has anxiety about this question. Yes. Not just with Teresa, but maybe less with someone else. But like, I could feel actually a a little hesitation from him here, which continues throughout his conversation with Jen as it goes on a little bit, because I don't think Gary has plans to move. I think Gary is like, maybe we have... We do a little time here, a little time there kind yeah. of vibes. That's, that's the sense that is I my got. In, that's mm-hmm. my instinct too, that he thinks we could split time. And Maybe I understand. Maybe Gary wants to travel. Maybe he mm-hmm. wants to rent a yacht. I mean, who knows what's up with Gary's retirement? Like, I want to know. Right. I mean, he, right. He's retired. He's living in a lake house. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the plan was to kind of be mobile and traveling until he couldn't anymore. Um, And so these are things that they're going to have to talk about. But yeah, I do think that we see with both Teresa and with Faith that there are some logistical challenges that they would have to really seriously consider in order to be together. Yeah. Because, you know, he he has his daughters too and his grandchildren. So he's going to want to be home near them. And do we know if, if they're all based in Indiana? Like I... Because his granddaughters, I think, are in college, at least one of them. Yeah, I think they were. I think they were at least close to him. Yeah, I was wondering if they were, like, in Chicago or something. Well, it's also, we don't hear any of the women talking about their deep desire to move to Indiana. No. Right? Yeah. (laughs) They're not like, Uh, I have always wanted to... (laughs) be in Indiana for long stretches of time. Yeah. So I do, I, I kind of feel like there might be a sense from some of them that it's like, oh, Gary's going to join my, join my yeah. family for at least the bulk of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see these conversations, at least with this, his final two. Like, uh, I feel like we need, we need to see them talk about the logistics. But, Jen has another big question for Gary. We have a clip. I guess the biggest question I have is just, you know, I know you were married and obviously in love with your wife. So are you falling in love with my mom? That's such a hard question. And I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure I know what it feels like to fall in love again. 
the last time I felt the depth of feeling and the warmth was in 1968 mm -hmm. when I first met Tony. Mm -hmm. And as I'm moving closer and closer to your mom and feeling that connection, mm -hmm. it's like that strong connection, is that exactly what it's supposed to feel like? Yeah. And I don't know right now. I would not be thrilled with this answer. No, if Jen, I were Jen like nods, and you can like see the worry on her face a bit. And then knowing what we know after watching the episode too, like how more open he is with L O V E. I wonder if and this I just like kickstarted I, it, and he realized yes. like, oh, maybe I am in love. This is what love feels like. So I'll tell the other women. I think that might be the case. But Teresa really did. Sort of get the short end of the stick, I think. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. I couldn't tell if it's just that he doesn't feel as strongly about Teresa or is he more cautious with Teresa's feelings or did this did she, did this just happen because she was the first hometown date? I, I couldn't quite decide what I thought happened here. Is the first hometown date always at a disadvantage? No, no, it really depends. Yeah. And also sometimes they don't air them in the order that they Happened, filmed them. Yeah. But I did get the sense that this was the first one filmed. That's what it seemed like. Yeah, because he definitely loosened up with each one. Uh, but yeah, I did feel like Teresa has kind of been a front runner since the beginning, of course. But he didn't give her what he gave the other women. And he didn't really give her family what he gave, like, Faith and Leslie's family either. So I think maybe he, yeah, loosened up a bit as the dates went on, the hometowns. But yeah, I, I guess, felt I guess Jen's we'll see. And it's pain. Hard. I really, like, looking at Jen's face, I don't think that was the answer she wanted for her mom. I know. Ugh. So after this conversation, Teresa's sisters sit with Gary. They talk about how their sister just wants to enjoy life. She's looking for love. She deserves it. And her sisters are like, I, we feel like you guys are headed there. Gary calls Teresa a doll and darling. And he says that he just likes how nicely she fits into his arms when he hugs her. So sweet. So sweet. And Mary says, I think Teresa has found her guy. And this was interesting because to me, this seemed to sort of click something for Gary. He was like took their feedback very seriously. And then he says to the camera, hearing that makes me wonder if maybe I am feeling feelings of love for Teresa. Yeah. And what he said earlier too was to Jen, like, I don't really know what love's supposed to feel like at, at right. this stage in my life. And now I feel like maybe he is realizing I am in this love. Is this is love. Maybe this is the feeling of love. We also see a really sweet conversation between Teresa and her daughter, and they just gush about how handsome Gary is. Yeah, and they're, like, talking <laughs> over each other. Me and my mom do that sometimes, and we're excited. Like, they both were trying to share their like, feedback. He's so handsome. He's so nice. He's so handsome. <laughs> it's really sweet. Teresa tells Jen that she's falling in love with Gary, and it's really serious. And Jen says, well, my feelings are... Way to go on the first guy you ever brought home. <laughs> I guess she really hasn't dated much um, since her husband passed. Certainly not seriously. Yeah. And, oh God, I just thought like Jen's interviews with the camera, to the camera were so sweet and you could see all of the different feelings she was processing. You know, she says she's so happy for her mom 
And she was afraid that it wasn't going to feel like her mom was having real feelings for Gary, that this whole thing wasn't going to feel real to her when she saw her mom. But but it does. And she she hopes it works out. And then she talks a little bit about what it's like to watch her mother date someone when she's lost her father. We have a clip. We're hoping for her and him at the end. Here they are with a chance to do this again, like in a whole different way though. Like, you know, it's not replacing the spouses that they had for sure, because you can't, you know, but um, yeah. I just think that you should be the new papa. Oh, Oh, is that right? And it doesn't really feel that weird for some reason. Like, like it doesn't change how much, like, love we have for my dad, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. That's when I'm I started crying. crying. I didn't cry watching it, but I'm crying listening to it. I have like full body chills listening to it. Yeah. That really, um, oh God. I just like, I wanted to give Jenna a hug. Me too. I also weirdly wanted to see like family photos of them, like their whole family. I, I have this, I just want to know more, so much more about them and their backstory. Yes. It's like, I just, I want to go flip through their family albums and just like, I don't know. Me too. That's Jen I feel like that's why I've been here. Really I've been did. doing these like deep dives on them on Instagram because I'm like I want to hear more. I want to know about your story. I want to know about your life and it's like we get these little bits of information that are so compelling, but because it's only 45 minutes, yeah. they can't dive deeper yeah. and you're like I need to know more. I need more. <laughs> After this, they say their goodbyes and Gary says that he found Teresa's family extremely welcoming and warm and he'd be Proud to be a part of it. So sweet. And then they had to Seaside Heights, <laughs> yeah, which is so. My parents have a beach a house shift. like close by, and I was like, if I would have known the Golden Bachelor was filming there, I would have been on that Ferris wheel. Like this, that would have been groundbreaking for me. Yeah, a missed opportunity for you. <laughs> there Lee. were fireworks. I was like, was this July Fourth? But yes, they're back. Oh, they're yeah. back at another amusement park. So fitting for these two, just making out on Ferris wheels. I love it. I, two weeks in a row. <laughs> I felt a little bit like, especially because of how we get to see Faith very soon, like there was something that was very burby about the the New Jersey home visit. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad they got them out of the house, but and and on the Ferris wheel, but it was really tight. I don't know. I, I I was glad they did an activity, but it, it kind of felt like with Teresa, there was something about her family so sweet. I agree with everything said, but it felt really intense, like not with quite as much air as I felt with, some, mm. with the two other visits in this episode, which, which we'll talk oh, about. Oh, you yeah. know, that's a really good point. And, and I think that's something that if you're entering into a family dynamic that you would inevitably weigh of like what level of responsibility within that family are you ready to take on in your 70s? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's fair. Even her sit down with her sisters, right, is like in the house at the table. It's just incredibly like he really walked into a family setting there mm-hmm. where even well, they love they love to do that but, on these shows but the other the other two are not the same they're not in a they're not in a home setting and i even if the family is there it's 
like when they go to Minneapolis, they're at someplace cork and barrel or something. It's like, it's not the house. So I thought that was interesting too. It was, it was a lot more immediately domestic um, and really suburban feeling to me. Yeah. And then it's interesting too. Shrewsbury's not very close to Seaside Heights. Like they'd have to take a oh, drive. Thank you, Lee. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was actually wondering about that too. It's at least 45 to an hour, I'd assume. I'm gonna look right here. On okay. My... Oh, you know what? That thank you for that New Jersey. I don't know anything about Same. New Jersey, obviously. Yeah, I spent a lot of time <laughs> down there. Yeah, 45 minutes. So that's a 45 minute drive. But no better place okay. for Teresa to confess her love <laughs> than a Ferris wheel in Seaside Heights. No, channeling Snooky, yeah. I assume. And she tells him she's not just falling in love with him now. She is in love with him after seeing him with her family. She can't picture her life without him. And Gary says, that makes me feel so special. But he does not say, I love you back. Yeah, I didn't like the vibes here were like, eh. Usually him and Teresa are fireworks. You know, the fireworks were going off, but I wasn't really sensing the same passion between them. But then it was so interesting to me because in voiceover, and I, you know, I'm always like, when was this Mm. filmed, this voiceover? But he says, for the first time since 1968, I know that I've fallen in love again. This is the love I've been looking for. I'm in love with Teresa. Yes. He says she could be the person that completes him and he could be the person that completes her. So I was like, when was this realization? Definitely after why, he saw her. Yeah. yeah. Like, why was it so disconnected from what we saw expressed when the other two were not? I feel like he slept on it and then he had his ITM like before his date with Faith and he was like, I am in love with Teresa. And then he was yeah. just kind of an open book from here on out. He's just like, I love you and I love you <laughs> and everything is love. <laughs> but poor Teresa, again, she didn't get that like, in return. I totally get that Teresa got stiffed here. However, I find Gary's handling of these really intense questions really deft or these or these confessions <laughs> yes, of love, right? They are. He's not he, like he does a good job. He doesn't look away. He's not like, oh my God, are you insane? Even even earlier in the season, right? When people are like emoting all over him. He really has a a pretty incredible ability to absorb it, for, and it seems real. I mean, it's we all believe in I Gary. Think it is we real. all think yeah. it's real. This guy can't believe that he's got these amazing women to choose from, right? Like, and he he reflects back something really genuine that it may not be "I love you," but like, I I believe him that the attention. And these feelings do make him feel special. Yes. And he yes. didn't expect it the same way. I mean, if there's one thing on this show that's both heartwarming but also incredibly depressing is how starved all of the contestants were for someone to be kind to them and and embrace them as people with things to share, you know? And so that's why they're all like, oh my God, Gary is mind-blowing. It's like, oh my God, Gary is a nice person who Mm -hmm. genuinely wants to connect with people. And I wish that it wasn't so shocking. It is. And it's, um, I just, I, I I really felt like he was being really honest with Teresa in that moment. 
And maybe he revised the next morning when he woke up or whatever, but I thought he did a really nice job being able to handle a lot of a lot of feeling coming at him. I agree. And it's such a contrast to watching these younger leads who tend to, I think, really struggle with meeting people when they make big disclosures or have big emotional moments. Like those communication skills in a lot of ways simply deepen as you get older and you learn, you know, you live more life and you experience more big emotional moments and you learn how to deal with those things and you learn what people need from you in order to build any kind of relationship, romantic or otherwise. And so it's so beautiful to see someone who, who has those social skills who even if he is not going to marry all three of these women, every single woman on this show, certainly from what we've seen thus far, has left feeling seen mm-hmm. and heard and respected. Yeah. And that is that is just very different than what we usually see. Absolutely. I think too, yeah. Gary said it himself that he spends his life like making other people happy and making people feel seen. And that's why this whole process is really difficult for him because he doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. The fact that he's going to hurt someone is the biggest struggle for him. I think this is just how he is in life. He's just a wonderful person. He's very warm and caring and giving. Oh, they knocked casting all around just out of the park. Like every single person on this show, they did a really phenomenal job of casting. I, so can I just say sorry. one other thing about Gary? Yeah. Because I, I, I have spent a lot of time thinking about Gary over the last <laughs> few weeks. Like I know he plays pickleball. Like he's in good shape. He's all these things. He's a Midwesterner. You hear it in his voice. Yeah. <laughs> he is not a coastal person. He's not a he's not a city. He's neither a country nor a city. He's just a solid stock Midwestern guy. Seems maybe the a little nerdy coming into his looks, probably. I wish we could see more early Gary. Yeah. I'm sure he always looked good, but he might. Oh no! I think I think he is someone who got hotter. He yeah. had a glow. He had a yeah. look. Mm-hmm. Don't tell my husband. So did he. <laughs> you can look it up on the internet. But it's it's like he really he is a fully formed man in there, and he's like just doesn't have any pretensions. And that's the thing that I think is so shocking about his casting because they picked someone that wasn't going to have any like weird lightning rod things flying out all the place, just like a a truly solid human. And I, I like it so much. Yeah. And that was definitely by design. Like I've read a couple profiles in which, you know, people who worked on the show have said that they very much wanted to find someone who was already like trying to date women their own age, not someone who was trying to date women 20 to 40 years younger than them. And they did, they spent a lot of time trying to find the right person for this role. And I think that that really shows. And I also think I was reading a New York Mag profile of Gary, and he said to the reporter that he feels that his communication skills have grown so much since he was in his 30s. He said, like, 30-year-old Gary didn't know how to listen in the way 
that 72-year-old Gary knows how to listen. He called himself a hard-charging bastard or something. Yeah. Like he was like, 30-year-old <laughs> Gary was just blah, you know, and, and yeah. used an expletive. That's the other thing. When Gary uses an expletive, you know it's serious. Oh, God. Okay. Let's talk about Faith's date. Her hometown, Benton City, Washington. And this is rural, rural baby. Yeah. Rural. We are at Faith's Ranch. <laughs> Sorry, it's so rural. They don't even really show us what it is. Yeah. They're you like, know what yeah, I mean? I know. Here's some I horses. actually was like, <laughs> where is Benton City, Washington? What is this place? Like, I, I am not very familiar with Washington State, I admit. But it seems... Seems really uh, kind of in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Which she admits. She's like, you know, this is this is not for my country city boy, Gary. Like, this is pretty rural. Um, and I'm like, Gary is not what I'd call a city person. So it's funny. Yeah, that's what I was like. <laughs> city, Gary? No. But, you know, totally different part of the country. And I don't think, you know, he's a motorcycle guy. He likes ATVing. He's definitely not a horseback rider. <laughs> yeah, so I just looked it up. Benton City, Washington is more than three hours drive inland from Seattle. Okay, okay. helpful. So helpful. This is, yeah, this is what we're what we're talking about. She says at one point she rides her horse to the grocery store sometimes. I know. Like that's Didn't the you level just of picture, rural. I pictured her with like her grocery. I was dying bags. over that. <laughs> I was like, where do you do you just tie? Is there like a, in the parking lot, is there like a little like tie your horse She probably doesn't even need to tie him up. Her. No, it just, yeah. Liberty. True. Liberty oh, yeah. just hangs out. You, you guys, know, yeah. you need to know. Wow. Did you know I'm a horse person? You are? Okay, Indeed. this is very helpful because I am not a horse girl. I, I mean, I live in Brooklyn, so my riding <laughs> now is limited, but I grew up riding. I had a horse named Echo. Oh. Uh, and um, I, you, I, have a, I have a horse stampede tattoo across the f- front half of oh my, my body. I love this. I, I grew lo- up next to a horse farm. Hillary. And I was in 4-H and all that. Oh, my best friend that. is an avid horseback rider. So I'm I saying feel this some kinship. I, <laughs> I feel Faith's love of the horses. I really, I really get it. She has such a pure energy around like animal. I love too. She's like, there's goats next door. There's coyotes on my back porch. (laughs) (laughs) They zoom in on a dog. Yeah. I'm like, that's not talking about coyotes. I'm like, that's, (laughs) that was a bad dog. Yeah. (laughs) Like, let's not confuse. Like, that's a dog. That's a dog that someone owns. With a collar. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But Faith just had, like, she has this warm, energy about her and you like she's an animal lover and that's the sense you know I it, it makes I sense I felt like I understood Faith and grew to love her a lot more in this episode oh, yeah. it's like she needed some time on her home turf like I think that that helped so she introduces Gary to her horse Liberty who she says she rescued as a baby and they get up on some horses ride around and she's clearly so nervous that Gary's like not gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah. But he's into he's it. He's into it. I love too when he sees her just riding by herself. He's like, I can't take my eyes off of you, just so you know. And they kept stopping and Aww, kissing. To make out. <laughs> so cute. He goes, A horse he's like a ride. A horse ride? Yeah. A horse ride and a talk with a pretty lady. How could you not feel good? 
It's like, this is true cowboy energy. I love it. (laughs) I wrote that down in my notes, Lee, that exact quote, because I was like, so cute. Yep. Yep. They sit down and this is where Faith tells Gary, like, I was concerned that this rural lifestyle would be a turnoff to you. And he says, no, I'm totally comfortable with it. But the bigger question is, how would we spend our time together? And where would we spend our time together? He says, if this is going where I think it's going, I'm not going to want to be without you. We have a clip of what Faith says to him. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. I feel such a pull to be close to my sons. You know, I want to make sure my kids know that at any time they need me, I'm going to be there for them. It would be really important to me. And my horse is buried here. I understand. And I, and that's something that I, I'm not sure how? how we would reconcile that. The, the, the upside is that this I know. is so good. I love that. And I do feel that I'm falling deeper and deeper in love with you. And I, I, I want you to know that I don't do that lightly. Like, never, you know? I mean, so, so rarely. Oh. This is tough. At th- this was the point where I thought, I think logistics might be the thing yeah, I that thought the same keeps thing. them ending up together. I think he really, really likes her. And I think he does. They love, uh, like, you could feel it. But I don't know if, yeah, the, her lifestyle is going to match his or what he's trying to tell I her is that- like, yeah, we could spend time here and we could spend time there. And, but she wants to be home based there. It's very important to her. You can tell her home yeah. base is everything to her. She's not leaving and, those horses. Yeah. No. I, I do have to say the mentioning of the buried horse. I was a little bit like, Faith. Yeah. I, I, you, you might hold you that might one a little bit closer. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Maybe don't say that one out loud. But it's, I think she was really trying to telegraph the the depth of her That came out unconsciously, clearly, about the horse being buried there. But it's, like, symbolic of the depth of her connection to that place. And, yeah, yeah, I think Gary's like, I'd love to spend some long weekends here, but... Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, Gary's like, I don't know that I'm down to be full-time in the middle of nowhere. And Faith is like, "But, but this is my place. And... I do wonder if part of that attachment is just her feeling growing up that, like, she didn't have a home base. Mm -hmm. And so I would imagine that having found one and cultivating it and having made it exactly what she wants, um, I imagine that would almost mean extra to her. Yeah, it's her place of, like, belonging. And we're getting to her family, but I love her family. So Uh, I wouldn't want to leave these people either. (laughs) Same. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we will discuss Faith's fantastic family and also Leslie's date. Can you keep up? I like love it. If you want to bring coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux home blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. 
Dressing head-to-toe in barefoot dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. And their products make the perfect gifts, too. I would certainly love to be given something from Barefoot Dreams. I just acquired the robe, and it is like the softest robe I have ever put on my body. It's so cozy. It's so warm. It's beautiful. It has a nice drape and weight to it. I wear it whenever I have the opportunity. I just want to wear it constantly. And I think everyone should have that kind of comfort and coziness in their lives. For Love to See It with Emma and Claire listeners, you can get 15% off of your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code LTSI15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article, that lovely chair out on my deck, article, our big console, article, I'm my bed frame, article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we are back. And yes, we get to see Faith's family sitting outside at another home in like the backyard. Gary will be meeting Faith's friend, Joan, her sister, Beth, her sons, Brendan and Nick, and her grandkids. Lee, you noticed that there were other people there they didn't yes. introduce. There are two I women. There are them. two other women. I think they could be her daughters-in-law. Or perhaps one of them looked like maybe she could be Joan's daughter, like a family friend. But they don't ever introduce them on camera. But yes, I did. I noticed them. I'm like, who are these ladies? I literally watched this episode three times <laughs> and I completely missed these You can see them like so. they hold the kids at one point. So I'm assuming daughters-in-law. I'm, ass- yeah. I'm assuming at least one of them is probably a daughter-in-law. But they're just excited to see the chemistry between Faith and Gary. And Faith tells the camera, meeting my family is the key that either makes it or breaks it. They're a very close-knit family, so it'll be nice to have their perspective. They walk in, and everyone is just so excited. Like, screeching. It's so cute. Screeching, cheering. Gary, of course, recounts Faith's arrival on night one, 
her hair whipping. And he like, he imitates her multiple times. He's like, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't think you understand. She really did a hair toss. <laughs> she full on did the hair toss. It's so And then cute. he just tosses out and she got the first impression rose. And her family is cheering. And her son, Brendan's like, I called it. I called it. <laughs> I loved that moment. Her sons just seem like so fun to hang out with. And I am obsessed with her sister, who's like the most beautiful person I've ever seen. She's She's gorgeous. She needs her own show. Yeah. She, I was like, okay, so is Beth being cast on the next season of Golden Bachelor? Bachelor? Yeah. Is Beth married? What's going on with Beth? I need to know everything about Beth. What is going on with Beth? We (laughs) have to know. I need, I need so much more. We must. I need her secrets to to aging. I need... She had like her, the stack necklaces and her hair. Her eyes are so gorgeous. Her makeup, everything, her love for her sister. I just, I I want to be this yeah. woman when I grow up. <laughs> These women have really good, and I'm going to throw Leslie into this as somebody who has a lot of gray hair and doesn't color it and is obsessed with women who and coloring their hair after a certain period. These women have great highlights. I mean. They do. They look good. It, it, they look it looks natural and sort of out in the sun, like, but Beth, yeah, great hair, yeah. Faith, great hair. Oh, it's just, yeah, it's all really working for me. I was like, I get it. Hot family must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Beth tells the camera that as Faith's older sister, she's protective of her. And she says, you know, life's been hard for Faith. And seeing her look at Gary with so much openness, she says, I was like, holy crap. It's like all of these families are seeing their person with Gary being like, um, is this real? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> it's funny though. Cause we get this on the bachelor too, where it's like, this can't be real. How do you form a connection? And but however, it's, su- it's such a gentler, more open exactly. attitude to it here. It's, it's rather than like approaching the lead as if they are trying to like actively scam the person that the family loves, these families are trying to just have honest conversations. And they're also so encouraging of the affection that they see. It's very, it's very interesting. Yeah. It's it's very different, but like beautiful to see where they're just like, oh, this is real. Like my mom is in love with this person and he's in love with her. Uh, Yeah. I loved it. And of course, uh, Beth and Faith sit down to chat she tells Faith that she usually, you know, she usually sees a wall up behind her sister's eyes, but now she sees safety and it looks like she's safe with Gary. Oh, oh. This sister Faith, bond is great. It's really sweet. And Faith is like, well, you know the guys I've dated. <laughs> and I was like, say more. But you say can more. imagine them, right? You can imagine them. Yes. You really can. And it's not good. It's yeah. not good. They're like, Dirt baggy cowboys. That's what I'm yes. picturing. Like jerks. Yeah. Jerks. jerks. Just jerks. Just inflated jerks. ego, older yes. like jerks. Yeah. Ugh. Hanging out at the one bar in town. I think one of the things about the openness of the family, which I also really love, it's just like the stakes are really different, right? Like these people already had their kids. They've got families. They've got like everybody wants it to work out. But if it doesn't, there's so much to fall back on. And there's not this, like, if you're looking at people in the regular bachelor sort of age, right, you're planning unions to create, like, 
maybe children, to move, to set up a new family. And like, these guys, you know, they're older. They've got all that. This is just additive. So I I love that the family sort of embrace that aspect that's like, wow, you know what? Actually, Faith has this wonderful family and like a great life and her horses. But if she could also have a great relationship, even better. So why not be open and enthusiastic and have a great attitude about it? Yeah, that's that's such a good point. That's such a good point. Beth also tells Faith that she opened up to Gary about their childhood and growing up without a family. And she says that she sometimes feels like something is missing in her. But Gary told her that she's beautiful just the way she is. And she says to Faith, he really sees me. Mm-hmm. And, and that to me is just what is at the center of Golden Bachelor and why I find it to be such a wonderful show because it is about women over a certain age being seen. And we do not do that as a culture. I know we've talked about this before, but I just feel like it bears mentioning every episode. I think, you know, going to the back to the New York Magazine profile you mentioned, Emma, And in that, Gary says, like, when he was out there dating on the apps or whatever, his thing was, like, nobody under 60, right? He didn't, he wasn't interested. And when I was sort of early dating again after my marriage ended uh, in 2019, I, I will say, guys, it's brutal. It's really brutal, right? And I'm in my 40s. It's brutal. Um... When I met Stefan, my husband now, second husband, I decided I think I want a third and a fourth also. Because once you say, you, <laughs> once you're like my second husband, I'm like, why not collect all four? Why stop yeah. here? You know? Come on, they're like Pokemon. Um, yeah. yeah. But um, I I really, it, I, it took me a while to really believe that he wanted to be with someone his, who was age appropriate. He's three years older than me. And it doesn't mean everybody he dated was in the same age group, definitely not. While he was single, he's also divorced. But coming to this, you know, sort of whatever moment in life is like, oh no, you want, like Gary, not every man, but the the there are men who they want to have a, a shared living experience. Yes. And um, that, you know, with Gary and seeing that, like how he connects to faith and all of these things, it's really, I I do think it's pretty special. It's not that it's not out there more, but it really goes against the common tide and, and understanding of how we think of older men and what they want out of relationships and dating. And certainly mm-hmm. not what we see in popular culture. Of course. Right. It is not what we see modeled. And that's why, you know, do I think this show is a perfect show? No, sure. There's always things to criticize. But I do think that it's genuinely doing something important in just showing us these kind of stories. So Beth tells Faith that she thinks Gary is definitely smitten with her. But she asks, are you in love? And Faith says, I'm just so smitten. I'm head over heels. I would leave with him in a heartbeat. I'm like, oh, so does that mean you're going to leave Benton City? Like, what is 
She no, she's, no, she won't be doing that. She won't be doing that. So Gary sits down with Faith's sons, Brendan and Nick, who just have the best energy. Oh, I love More them. people that I, you know what? If I wanted to go for a coffee with Jen, I want to go out drinking with Brendan and yes, Nick. Yes, they also have just <laughs> this loving, compassionate, just like their vibes around their mom and how much they care about her and her happiness. It caught me off guard a little bit. Like I just thought they were so, and they were so like, into their conversation with Gary. They're good active listeners too. Yes. I was like, look at all of these men who can do active listening. We don't always it's see incredible. men like this on our TV screens. I'm like, no. look at them all leaning in. <laughs> Brendan tells Gary that it's hard for their mom to fall in love, but when she does, she falls hard and fast. And he says, and it's great to be caught, right? We hope you catch her. But when she doesn't get caught, it can be really hard and hurtful because you have two other women as well. And Gary admits that, yeah, that's the reality of this process. And it's not easy for him to deal with. We have a clip. The whole concept is just, you yeah. can't make logic out of it. Yeah. So you just have to go through the process and trust that you come out the other end with the right person. Mm -hmm. And I look at this thing as a huge responsibility. And yeah. there's only one woman I want to be with for the rest of my life. And I want to make sure I make the right choice. So are you in love? Yeah, yeah I kind of think I am. Wow. I think this is the light bulb moment for Gary when he's like, yeah. Because I don't necessarily think he's saying I'm in love with Faith. I think he's just saying, I read it this way, as like the process is working. Like I am mm -hmm. in love. Yes. With Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I, that's how I read it too. And then later it becomes more specific. Yes. To Faith. So Gary sits down with Beth next. And Beth is like, I am shocked at how open and invested my sister seems to be. Uh, and she's also says, I'm, but I'm protective of her. She asks Gary, she says she doesn't trust many people with Faith's heart. So she wants to know, is her heart safe? And Gary and Beth are both just crying, having yeah, this like conversation. It's so sweet. And he says, you know, I know that I have some miles that I, I have yet to put in, but when she looks at me and Beth is like, yeah, that's a pretty amazing look she gave you. It's so sweet. It's so They've so always, sweet. again, had this like connection in the eyes, you know? Faith and Gary really stare deep into each other's souls. <laughs> they really, since night one. Yeah. Like, that is what we've seen between them. This is Gary's Gary says, thing, right? He really, he's like, he, refer, he refers to it with Teresa too, like the way she looks at me. Like, mm -hmm. he's really taking that lead, which if you look at some of the other contestants from earlier, I was really interested in, they just didn't, come with Connect the face. In that way. They didn't yeah. bring the yeah. face. They were like, I can understand that too, right? Maybe they, they were waiting for him to give the face, but it turns out Gary needs to get it first. Yeah, he needs the yeah. lock-in. I know? think you're right. I think you're right. He needs to feel that like strong eye contact. Beth cries during this conversation. She says she loves that Gary has made Faith feel safe and she hopes that he will take that very, very seriously. And he says, I am and I will. Oh. Oh. 
It's I lovely. love it too. He's he tells Beth that faith brings him peace. Uh and he can, you know, he thinks they want the same thing. They want that like the love uh at the end, you know, to someone to enjoy as he says his last years on earth with. I think they they do. They have this like peaceful connection. Um and it's it's sweet. I really like Faith. I'm like Me too. I actually this episode made me feel like if she doesn't end up with Gary that she would be an incredible golden bachelorette. Yeah, she would be. I wonder if she would want to do it. That's my thing with I I, where I feel might. like a Teresa and Leslie would like go for it and embrace it. Faith is like, you know, she's not really in the bachelor world either. Like she doesn't know the show, which I love about I, her. So maybe yeah. that would make her a good golden bachelorette though. Honestly, I think any of these three could be great as well as like Ellen. Yes. I think it's going to come down to the Benton City question with with Faith. Yes. Because I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, that's where it's I'm stuck sell. with her. It's a hard, a ha- it's a, it's a hard, hard sell. sell. I think we might've seen the best of Benton City in this episode. And that's not to, <laughs> that's not to knock it. That's just to say that's a big it's a big change. I had a boyfriend once who moved to normal Illinois. I, it, I couldn't. I couldn't do <laughs> it. Couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Yes. Yeah. No, it would be, look, it would be a no for me, but some people are into I that rural move, lifestyle. I might move to Benton City. I love horses. I like Faith and her sister. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would like to hang out with Faith. But, and her yeah, sister. like weekends though in Benton City we- seem nice. Weekends, you know, yeah, like every yeah. day. I need, I need a little like. Uh, I need a little more variety. Excitement. Yeah, some restaurants. Mm. And <laughs> we get some cute moments of Gary playing football with Faith's grandkids. It's really cute. Her grandson is like, "Are you going to marry my grandma?" And he says, "You know, I might. You want to be my best man?" <laughs> so cute. Oh. Uh, It's so sweet. At the end of the family meeting, Gary thanks Faith's family for being so kind, accepting, and welcoming. He pats Beth on the leg and says, you're so sweet. Take care of her while I'm gone, will ya? And Beth is like, wait, you're going? And they're like, yeah, you know, to another. He's got to keep filming. I love this moment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're clearly like, wait, you have to go to another hometown right now? Like tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. Her friend Joan is like, I'd cancel that. Yeah. Just cancel <laughs> it. <laughs> and and Beth is like, you know, I can, I can tell that you want it to be her. We have a clip of this moment. <laughs> I just want to say that it's going to be really hard because you seem like a very authentic person. And I'm sure I can tell you're in love with Faith and that you want it to be her. It's going to be really hard for you. Could she just say that out loud? Yes. Yeah. I think we all see it if we're being honest. We've gleaned this. Would you say it out loud? I would say it out loud. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I couldn't believe this moment when Beth is just like, we know she's the one. Like, that rarely happens on this show. And then Gary's like, I love you. Yeah, openly, he's like, would you say this? Like, in front of your whole entire family? He goes for it. And that's, here's the thing, though. That complicates things. Because now, if you do not pick Faith, 
oh my God, I know I'm so worried now. Yeah. Like, yeah. That wasn't like a private moment with just them. Like you, you involved her whole clan. So, oh. And, and also it's just, oh, they do it almost every season now, but it is just not that wise to tell multiple people that you're in love with them. No, because it imagine, just makes it harder. Imagine being that person who thinks you're the only one he or she said that to. So you go in with this confidence and then you are left like, oh, even more. Yes. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, I am so worried for everyone. I, <laughs> like, we needed Gary Kathy included. in this moment to just be like, zip your lip, Gary. Yeah. Zip your yeah. lip. <laughs> zip it. But Gary affirms in his ITM, he says, I love Faith. And when she looked me in the eye, I had to say the words. I couldn't not. The feeling of love is a lot of confusion for me. And I don't know how I can reconcile expressing feelings that I have for Faith right now with how I feel about Teresa. But I love her. Oh. Gary, you're getting yourself into a pickle. You love them all. Yeah, because he loves Teresa too. I'm not convinced. But he didn't say it. I know I'm I I I I'm 50-50 on whether he's actually in love with Teresa. Yeah. Hard to say. Ah, oh, Faith, when they say goodbye, Faith tells Gary that she's gonna count the minutes until he's there with her again. And he says that she makes him feel so special. And she says, You are special. Oh. Again, going back to feeling seen. You know, these women want to feel seen, but Gary wants to feel seen too. And he has gotten these like moments where he feels special, like as an older man as well. He feels appreciated and what he's doing is getting recognized by all these women and they feel his love and warmth, but he deserves that back. So it is, it's sweet. He is special, Gary, our sweet Gary. So sweet. So sweet. Uh, Faith really struggles when Gary drives away in the car she says she, she's scared. She says, in this moment, everything can feel so perfect and so right. But as I know about life, it doesn't always turn out that way. And she just immediately starts weeping with her head in her hands. Oh. oh. And I was oh, like, I welcome so to The Bachelor. This is when I was just like, no, I don't like this. I miss just the mansion with all the women dancing and being happy. <laughs> I know. Oh, gosh. And then it's like, just we immediately have to emotionally recalibrate because we head right to Minneapolis, Minnesota for Leslie's hometown date. And Gary's like, there are three women that are occupying all of my thoughts and he doesn't know what to do, but he's he's basically like, I need to compartmentalize. I just need to keep these relationships separate for, from each other as long as possible. And frankly, that is really the only way you can do the job of being the lead of this show. Yeah, I love when he was like, I have a Teresa box, mm -hmm. I have a Faith box, and I have a Leslie box. <laughs> and now it's time to head into the Leslie box. <laughs> Leslie <laughs> does. <laughs> Sorry. But I'm bumped. You're a true comedian. You know. You know. I see that wink. I mean, For I those listening, for she's winking. She's winking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Leslie does do the run and jump and sticks the landing, but it's uh, it's close. He looked a little a wobbly call. in the knees. Yeah, I was like, let's give Gary a break. Three in one week. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> but she, you know, she knows. Leslie's a student of this show. She knows she has to do the mm -hmm. run and jump. 
And he's just excited to see Leslie in her element. He feels like he's seen her adventurous side, but he wants to see her with her family. He wants to get a sense of who she is in that part of her life. She tells him that he will be meeting her three grandkids, her three children, and her brother, Stuart. She says she does have other siblings, but Stuart is special to her. And then she tells a story that I am shocked we did not hear earlier. When I was 16 years old, my dad dropped me off at school, and I waited and waited and waited, and never came back to get me. So my brother shows up, and he goes, you got to get in the car. And I'm like, why? Dad's coming. And he turns around, and he says, I'm your dad now. Well, my dad went home, and, well, he passed away. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. It was really hard at 16 to lose I'm your dad. sure. But my brother took over as my father. He is a mensch. That means just a good person. And when I met you, I thought, God, you are a mensch. Oh, my God, that is so cool. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. You're oh. a mensch on a bench. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation goes really high I, and I, then low and then high. and then <laughs> I, I know. I was like, I'm processing so much. I mean... Truly, Golden Bachelor is the most beautiful uh, representation of Jewish culture that <laughs> I've seen on television in recent history. Mensch on a bench. It's like it's the Jewish version of Elf on a Shelf. <laughs> I loved her <laughs> giving the definition. She's like, I know you're extremely goyish, Gary. Yeah. I have to explain to you what, what a mesh is. is. There, how many Jews are there in Indiana? <laughs> He's like, that's so cool. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it, it's perfect. It's it's really perfect. Oh. So that part I was like delighted by. And then I was like, whoa, yeah. oh my gosh. This the is a very, very, very traumatizing story about losing your father as a teenager. Yeah, and she kind of, you know, I understand not getting into details, but when she just kind of throws it out there that he went home and then passed away, I'm like, whoa. This is when I'm like, I, these women have lived so much life. And this is why they are so wise <laughs> and why I love watching the show because the lessons and the growth that they've all had, it's like aspirational. This, I didn't know this about Leslie. Like that's traumatizing I, to lose neither a parent did Gary, at 16. Clearly. Yeah. Oh, she also tells Gary that he's just very different from the men she's dated, which is also what her children and her brother say. Yes. She's just, she can't wait for Gary to meet her family. Her family is waiting at Brick and Mortar, a social club located in the top two floors of a historic brownstone in downtown Minneapolis. Do you like how I found this for you? I did. <laughs> Thank I you did. for that I, added detail. <laughs> I yeah. said, she, Leslie said, well, at first I'm like, where are they? Is this an apartment? But Leslie says it's Brick and Mortar. So I looked it up for all of us. Yeah, it <laughs> looked cool. I was like, this is clearly some sort of like a warehouse event space. Yeah. But... A social club. That makes sense because then they could probably pretty easily reserve some of space, that space for yeah. filming. And it's great to film in. Oh, it looks nice. I just Googled it. <laughs> Let's go there. We'll have our Let's next go. event there. Yeah. yeah. Let's do a live show at Brick and Mortar. We'll make Leslie come. Oh, Leslie and Gary because maybe yeah. they end up together. Oh, yeah. Like. Maybe they're blissfully happy living in <laughs> Minneapolis together right now. I just want to say I like the commute between Minneapolis and Indiana. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think was, they. I think uh, they enjoy it as well. Thinking about that a lot, mm -hmm. I was like, "There's a Midwesterner." Yep. <laughs> we meet Stuart, and Stuart says that he's 
a little nervous about his sister being in love with someone she met just weeks ago. Fair enough. And her daughter, Chloe, just doesn't want to see her mom get heartbroken. But when Gary and Leslie arrive, everyone is so enthusiastic. They greet Stuart, Chloe, Leslie's sons, Eli and Zach, and her three grandchildren. Also, her daughter-in-law is just left out of the intros, (laughs) but she is there. She's there. Leslie says that she thinks her family will just see the love she has for Gary because it's written all over her face. Oh, so cute. (laughs) Uh, And then Eli gets right into it. He's like, does it bother you that Gary's going on dates with other girls, he says. These are women, but uh, since there are still, you know, three of you left, and she goes, you know me. Does it bother me? And he's like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. Also, I, I think that Eli is the uh, son of Leslie's that's like the restaurant tour with his dad that my my Aunt Susan told me that she yes. has had conversations with at, at his restaurants. I love it. <laughs> you know, mini, Minneapolis Jews, they've all met. Yeah. <laughs> and then Chloe says that the way Gary and Leslie are together makes her feel like this is someone her mom could finally settle down with. Her mom is clearly happy. But again, she does not want to see her get hurt. I think her children have seen her in these tough relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Leslie and Chloe sit down to chat. Chloe says that her mom is like her best friend. So they just get right into it. And Leslie says, like, I'm excited, but I'm also scared. There are two women that are still here that aren't me, and I could get my heart broken. And Chloe... It's just like, I don't want to see that for you. Because Leslie says, you know, I'm a confident person, but I have my doubts. And she says that this process has brought up a lot of feelings that she's had over the years of not being chosen, not being good enough. And she says, it hit me like a train, but I do feel like it could all be worth it. And she tells Chloe that she told Gary she was falling in love with him. This is when Chloe is like, this guy is 100% different than yeah. <laughs> anyone my mom has ever dated. Yeah. She's like, this Gary is something else. Um, She's just like, uh, yeah, my mom dates like assholes. You so know, you know, nice. Leslie was like dating bikers. Like, can't you just see it? Like, she's like, she came up on the motorcycle. No, no. No, that's Faith. Faith rides the yeah, motorcycle. Okay, I'm sorry. But Leslie dated Prince. Yes. Leslie, right? Leslie dated Prince. And who knows what array of backup dancers and roadies and like yes. music and music. I think she's been, dated some characters. She's yeah. been single for more than 20 years. So I just imagine that like these kids have seen people come into her life that were terrible. Mm-hmm. And they're like, thank God this man seems like he can listen. <laughs> they might be happy <laughs> like, that Gary her. seems like he has a bank account. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. You get the like feeling he, like Leslie uh, was with my dirt my, bags. Like guys who mooched off her or yeah, you like know, took advantage, took of, advantage her. of her. Oh, that's so true. Yes. So Gary sits with Leslie's adorable grandchildren. This brings us back to the cold open. So we cute. get the whole glamour exchange. And Sophia, Leslie's granddaughter. It's the only granddaughter we get. There are a lot of grandsons. Yeah. Lots Sophia's of grandsons. a star though. I'm obsessed with her and her <laughs> little glasses. And she's like, Well, I think you'd be a very good couple. 
Because <laughs> Glamour really likes you. It's so cute. And Gary's like, I agree. Yeah, I think she likes me. <laughs> Eli and Zach sit with their mother and they're like, it's hard for us to see the chemistry you have with Gary and not feel like, hands down, he's the one, you're the one. Like, this feels like it's it. And Leslie is just so relieved that her children and grandchildren can see what a good guy Gary is. She describes her family as a bunch of feelers. <laughs> They're sensitive. They wear their hearts on their sleeves. They say it like it is. I was like, yes, yes. relatable. Yes. <laughs> and Leslie's the same. Yeah. <laughs> I also come from a family of feelers. feelers. Yeah. And I, I it's don't. It's Stuart's turn. You're like, you I don't. don't. <laughs> You're like, no, my family is just like silent and repressed. <laughs> you know, waspy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. We're just loud. My family's loud and we Oh, my family's so Jewish. So. <laughs> We're very Presbyterian. Uh, my family, we call ourselves the Blick shit. So that's all you really need to know. Uh, <laughs> Stuart's up next to talk to Gary. Now, Stuart's providing us with that like father figure type that we get on hometowns of The Bachelor Luckily, and the le- less paternalistic, yes. thank God. Um, He says it's strange talking to someone who's dating his sister while also simultaneously dating two other women. Um, And Gary says that's strange for him, too. And this is when he mentions that he's tried to do positive things for people throughout his life. And now he's in a situation where he has to, quote, severely hurt feelings. I loved this approach. I love being like, yeah, it is weird. Yep. Like, yes. And this but here we are. Like, it's the best thing that you can say to a skeptical family member is just, like, affirm their feelings that this is a weird situation. (laughs) Yep. And then Stuart talks about how protective he is of Leslie. We have a clip. As you know, I'm sure, I'm very protective of her. And to be honest with you, I hate to see her hurt again. I, you know. I mean, I have a connection with her that, that really feels good. She could be the one person that completes the years that I have left on this earth. Yeah, and you are so out of the box <laughs> from what she's used to. So I'm wondering, is that good? That is good. I just want somebody to really just love her and take care of her. Ah, oh, that's a really, it's, Stuart seems really sweet. And I just love that at this point, like every single person in her family is like, this guy yeah, is different. And he's like, you are way out of the box. I love that. I also love their little vibe. Like Gary's like, oh, a brother-in-law. Like, yeah, I love this. It's, <laughs> it's some fun, like more peer-to-peer yeah. banter. And Gary is like, if if we continue with our relationship, would you, would you, would we have your blessing? And Stuart is like, yeah, if you guys came to me and you want to be together and get married, then of course you'd have my blessing. He said, says, it would be good to have another mensch in the family. <laughs> it's good that uh, Leslie defined that earlier. So I know, I know. Gary wasn't on his own. One thing that occurred to me in this conversation was that I don't think Gary has talked about any of these women in terms of being a wife. No, which, that's such a good point. Listen, it's the old lady ears are on over here. Because he was married before, clearly he thinks of Tony as his wife, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think this language, like saying, I'm looking for the partner to spend the rest of my life with, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But I think it's really interesting and notable 
that he's sort of really, it, it brings a level of pragmatism also. Like it takes it out of this kind of gauzy, the focus off the a wedding and all this stuff in some ways, just thinking about this, like, he's really clear. He, he wants to find one person to just share the rest of his life with. Which is He's centering partnership. Partnership. And I think that a a lot of times, like, our culture imbues so much and so much that, frankly, personally, I hate into the word wife. Yeah. And on The Bachelor and even on Paradise, we often hear both men and women invoke this term of, like, what you'll be when you're a wife and what that means that you will inherently be doing and giving. And... And this feels like a much more equal way to talk about it. Like, yes. we're going to complete each other in the ways that work. We're going to share our lives. We're going to share our families. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's being specific about the things that a relationship would bring rather than falling into these, like, husband and wife yeah, tropes. Totally. Or just the pressure of an engagement. Like, there's not that pressure yeah. that is on this franchise a lot. Like where it's like, oh, we are g- getting to the end game and there needs to be an engagement. But this, you, they're leaving as like a partnership. They don't, there doesn't really need to be a ring. And that's nice. <laughs> yeah, I like haven't thought about an en- the engagement once. At all. And, like, but normally that's like what there. you're thinking or people bring it up. Like, I don't know if well, I'm ready to get they're engaged. Like, they're dangle, they're, they'll mm-hmm. dangle this thing. And yeah, I think the charge is just taken out of it when you're dealing with people who have, already experienced marriage and experienced those marriages ending for a variety of reasons. Like, it kind of demystifies it. Totally. So Gary says that he feels a strong connection with Leslie, but now it's even stronger. And he feels like he could have a real life with Leslie. And he seems really relieved, which he says to her that she is connected to her family as much as he is connected to his own. And I wondered if if this sort of like clicked something into place with him about Leslie, like he almost couldn't picture her in like with her family and seeing this side of her just made him like so much more into her. Yeah. She felt like the, the one, this episode for me, like I just sensed it with him. Like he needed this clarity. I know he, and we're talking about the wife thing. Yes. He says, at this point, I could see Leslie being my future wife. Yeah, he brings that's up huge. wife only the, with Leslie. That's he, the only time mm-hmm. he says the word wife. Because he could like, have just brought up that too to the other families, like especially the children. Like, would you give me your blessing? But that's not on his mind with the others as it is with Leslie. Yeah, it's like this episode made me think that it's Leslie in the end. Like because of logistics, because of the connection he has with her, like, it felt like things were were kind of falling into place. He leans Leslie up against a wall passionately. <laughs> really, shades of Ari Lyontite. Yeah, that's what I said. It's true. True Bachelor style right here. Kissing Bandit. <laughs> and he says, a wise man told me, don't walk by an opportunity to tell someone you love them when you love them. And Leslie, I love you. <sighs> <sighs> And they just Ooh, passionately like kissed, hot. right? Against the wall. Uh, I was feeling, Sam. I was like, these two are into it. They're, They're into sexy it. as hell. They're in it. 
Leslie's like, my heart just exploded. I'm over the moon happy. She said, now that he said it back, I love you. I'm ecstatic and hopeful. And I just hopefully want to start our life together very soon. Gary, however, (laughs) is realizing that he now has three women that he's apparently in love with. And he has to break up with one of them like right Right now. now. He's like, I didn't even expect to find one person to love me. And here I am. I have three. Uh, and he doesn't know how. He's confused. He's he's unsure about what to do. But it's time for the rose ceremony. And yeah, Gary is like, this is going to be deeply painful. Leslie arrives first. She tells Jesse that she's nervous, but Gary told her that he loved her. Her walls are down. Her heart is open. Faith comes up next. And she also tells Jesse. <laughs> About how she said that she loved Gary and that he shared that the same sentiment. sentiment. Yeah. Jesse must just be like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you know, I feel validated by his feelings, but she wonders, does Gary fit in with the other women's families as much as he fit in with mine? And then Teresa comes up and Teresa doesn't get to say, he said he loved me too, but... She tells Jesse, I told him I love him, and I just hope he feels the same way. I haven't heard it from his lips, so it would be wonderful to hear. (laughs) And at this point, I started to panic for I think Jesse panicked, too. He's probably like, oh, no. (laughs) But the moment that I loved was that when each of the women comes in, the other women, like, hold out their hands to her. And, like, blow kisses. Like, they are so caring and protective of each other, even in a moment— that they know that securing their own happiness means that their friends will be hurt. Yep. And there, but yet there's like such respect and kindness and love between them. I love that too. When Gary walks out, I immediately turned to my friend and I was like, he he feels like he's gonna throw up. Yeah. Like he does not look well. He looked pale. He looked, his jacket, he was unbuttoning it and buttoning it. I don't, yeah, he was not ready. I I was like, he's on the verge of a panic attack. And he starts by saying he's developed a bond and a connection with all of them. And that now that families are involved, this has made it exponentially harder. He's like, but I'm trying to tell myself that this is my journey and I, I have to take this step. He gives the first rose to Leslie. So, I think our instincts were correct. I was like, we knew Leslie was going to be one of the two. And then I was waiting. And they're all waiting. And everyone looks nauseous. And then Gary just starts crying, puts down the rose, and is like, I need a minute, and walks out. He walks outside and, like, bends over his hands on his knees. We have a clip of what he says. I feel like I'm going to throw up. I'm looking at two women who either one could be my partner for the rest of my life. (sighs) Having to send someone home is gut-wrenching. I'm dying inside a little bit right at this moment. The There's the curse, Hillary. Oh, like, the you curse. know that shit's serious. <laughs> Just the way he was breathing. I was like, worried. 
Yeah. As anyone that's experienced a panic attack, like, you know that shallow breathing. And, like, the voiceover is, like, over it, and it's... Yeah, he clearly recorded that later because in that moment, he could barely catch his breath. This is what I was worried about from the beginning. I really, I don't want to see these people heartbroken. I don't want to see Gary go through this. I I don't know. I have I have what the chills are, right now. What are your oh predictions, guys? Who do you think? Who do you think's getting that rose? If I had to judge by just this episode, I feel like Faith's getting it. I just didn't feel yeah. it as much with Teresa, but Teresa has been so like, strong, so That's strong that tell. maybe the the you know Benton City thing and the location and lifestyle could be the end for Faith. But I just can't see him letting go of Faith. I I. I agree. I also think Teresa was just immediately the most outgoing, right? Watching the show, I really understood because I'm not a regular watcher. I was like, oh, you have to really go in and like make yourself known because there was the one woman with the beautiful white hair. She was so beautiful. I can't remember. Edith. 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 Uh. But Edith was just waiting. Right? Edith was yeah. waiting, waiting. And it's like, Gary's like, I, there's not enough time. You've got to be like, there's not. me, me, me. And all these women made strong first impressions. And I know Faith got the first impression, Rose. But like, Teresa, she's tiny. She's scrappy. She's from New Jersey. She was like, <laughs> Gary, like, no, no. I don't think she's shameless. I just think she's very comfortable putting herself in, in front of him. And it's I just, admirable. It, yeah. Totally. And I just, I think that maybe gave her an edge early on that now that things are more nuanced, there's, we saw a lot more of the inner lives of Faith and of Leslie. They're, they're no knock on Teresa. They seem to be a, a little more complicated, a little more darkness, actually, like maybe a little more unconventionality. And there's clearly something about that that Gary's really into. Like he likes, yeah. the, he likes faith on the horse. He likes, you know, Leslie's like a movement person. Like he's into this. And I just, I don't really have as robust a sense of Teresa as a person, to be honest with you. Yeah. She's got a strong I, family, I you know, and great yeah. qualities, but like, I don't know. The other two have a little more fire. You know, Teresa, she she said she likes to garden. She likes to be home. She likes to cook for and spend time with her family. I feel like Gary wants a little more. He he wants adventure. He wants adventure. That guy plays pickleball like 20 hours a week or something. I know. Damn. He's in (laughs) much better shape than I am. Wait, Emma, do you agree though? I'm curious. Do you think Teresa will stay or go? I'm so torn because the episode is telling me that Teresa will go. But the fact that Teresa has been so strong the whole season, like her arc in general, and I also, okay, I think that there is a clip that was in one of the first promos that I don't think we've seen where he is telling, I think they make it seem like Teresa, that he just doesn't have as strong of a connection with her as with someone else. And so I was like, and it looked like it was in a hotel room. <laughs> and so I go into, you know, I remember that theory mode. Oh. Yeah. And I'm like, 
So is that when they're traveling? Is she going to be the runner up? I, I don't, I, I mm. honestly don't know, but it's like, I'm always like, what are they trying to tell us? And in what way are they trying to misdirect us about yeah. where this is going? Oh my God, I, but that my um, stomach, my stomach just sank thinking of Faith getting sent home. But just remember- It's not going to be okay. Faith, it's not going to be okay if Faith uh, gets sent home. I, I'm not going to be yeah. well because I love her. But also I could see that being a really good audition for her to be Golden Bachelorette. And sometimes they do encourage that person to be sent home in the third place spot. Like right, like with Rachel Lindsay on Nick Viles' season, like they knew they wanted to make her bachelorette. And so they were like, okay, if you're picking Vanessa, you should send Rachel home third, not second. So I I don't know. I'm like trying to game it too much. Emotionally, I feel that Faith will stay. Game-wise, I kind of think Teresa will stay, if that makes sense. The um, Benton City factor still is a thing, right? I know. It yeah. really is. And it's like, if Gary really gets down to the like practical, and he's a practical guy. He seems like it, right? To like really breaking down this, the geography, both with Teresa and with Faith is going to be a a challenge. But maybe, maybe easier actually with Teresa it might than be. with Faith. It might be. Listen, she's got a horse. That's daily, that's daily maintenance. Like that's not, and she's really connected. Like that's what yeah. he's attracted to in her, but it means she's really rooted there. Yeah. You know, oh. this is why Bachelor, Golden Bachelor should have done like what Love is Blind does, where they just pick a city. And because I feel like if Faith, Teresa, and Leslie were all in Indiana, he would pick Faith. No? Hmm. Maybe. I think Faith, to me, Faith and Leslie are really neck and neck in terms of I know, which would make for a great finale, though. So now I'm like, if Teresa makes it to final two, we know Leslie is going to take it. That, no? Unless something I, weird I, I, happens. I, I, at this yeah. point, I feel like Leslie's going to take it either way, just yes. because of the geography. To me, like, I think it would be the make the most sense. Like, I think he can see his life and Leslie's life fitting together the most easily. Mm-hmm. And... That matters. Man, this is why it's cruel oh. that they didn't give us a rose ceremony. So we now we're just going to be need stewing Golden all Bachelorette. <laughs> we need the rose ceremony. We need, I, I need Golden Paradise is mm. what I need because yes. I need to see all of these women find love. Can I add one little thought from the old lady peanut gallery over here? <laughs> and I know this has been said before, but really as somebody who's like approaching this age group, I so wish that there was a little bit more of like the the old people outtake blooper stuff, like the bunk beds. The funny thing about the bu- really true nightmare. I can't sleep on a top bunk. I mean, sorry, I'm <laughs> with my health problems. But like, I would hope if we had like some big blowout, golden paradise, whatever it is, that there was like we got a lot about you know bad knees and things, but like. There's there's like a there is a really fertile ground here to like destigmatize even more. Hell yeah. Yes. And it's and it's fun. And with like this group of ladies, they're so funny, so open, so great. I just really wish we had gotten to take more advantage of, of I that. I know it I know. It's the the problem is the 45 minutes. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's I need not, a whole it's not second space. cut season of just things about being old. Yeah, that would be amazing. Same. And, and I think that Golden Paradise would be really funny for that reason. Like yes. they would mine all of that. Yeah. It's such a cheeky show by design. So 
ABC, if you're listening, give us Golden Paradise. Hillary, thank you so much for joining us. This has been just beyond a delight. Thank you so much for having me. This was the best two hours of my week. And (laughs) um, love to see (laughs) you guys. Where where can the people find you and all of your fabulous work? Oh, well, you can find uh, my work. I suppose, at Slate.com, where I do actually write about aging and will be writing about this show um, for the website where I'm the editor-in-chief. Yay! I can't wait to read that. And now it's time for Love to See It, Hate to See It. Let's start with Love to See It. First, we love to see... All the adorable grandchildren. Just just give me kids saying things. Kids it's say the darndest so, things. They, they really do. <laughs> they let me, like, I just, I would watch an entire hour of these grandchildren just grilling Gary. I love to see the children of these women supporting their moms, validating their emotions, their nerves, their feelings for Gary. Kudos to Jen, Brendan, and Nick, Chloe, Eli, and Zach. I loved it all. 10 out of 10, we want to hang out with all of you. We also love to see the siblings of these women championing their sisters and providing that support and also that feeling of protectiveness, but not in a way that felt infantilizing. And it was really, really sweet. Yeah, you know what they say. Siblings see you really through all stages of life. They're kind of the one, it's you know, true. the people who are there with you from the beginning. So, And they have the same traumas yeah. know, in a lot of ways. So, yeah, no, it's true, though. <laughs> Connectedness, they get you. Yeah. Of course, of course, we love to see <laughs> a lot of mentions of Mensch. <laughs> a good Mensch. So we're so glad that Gary could receive his Yiddish lesson. He needed it. And yeah, we're, we're down for a buddy comedy between Gary and Stuart. <laughs> I love it. Brothers-in-law for life. And we love to see Faith, Leslie, and Teresa greet each other with like warm energy, hand touches, smiles at the rose ceremony. Despite knowing what's coming, their friendship, you know, rang true. And that's why we love The Golden Bachelor. And now it's time for Hate to See It. We hate to see this cliffhanger. ABC and Warner Brothers, how dare you? How dare you do this to us? Now we have to sit with our feelings for a whole week. I I don't like it. I hate it. Uh, I hate the fact that we have to see Faith or Teresa be heartbroken. Uh, And I also hate that they're standing there. They're standing there in panic as Gary is having a full-blown panic attack. Hated it, hate it, hate it all. Hate, yeah, hate every part of it. We obviously hated to see Gary having such an emotional breakdown, having to make this decision. But we also hated to see Gary getting himself into a bit of a pickle by telling two women he's in love with them. Yeah, you know, Bachelor one-on-one, it's just, don't do that, Gary. Oh, it's going to be so rough when he has to talk to whichever woman it is that goes home on next week's uh, Women Tell All. Though in general, I am so excited for a golden Women Tell All. Yes, we got that. Next week, (laughs) Women Tell All's coming. 
It's going to be great. I cannot wait to see all these women in the same room. I was like, Kathy. And I hope we get more bloopers. Like Hillary said, we need more of the comedy. So yeah. I'm ready for it. And of course, this brings us to our season rating, which I'm so sorry. We screwed up last week. We totally didn't even realize we did it. (laughs) It was such an accident. I think my brain hasn't been working, but I think we're going to give last week a retroactive eight. Yes. Because there was like some strong grand zaddy energy, but I don't, you know, I don't think it was peak. This week, however... I'm like at a nine, maybe a 9.5. Oh, I'm like almost at a 10. Almost at a, I think <laughs> 9.5 because Gary charmed the fuck out of every family. He, he's got siblings. He's got friends. He's got children, grandchildren, charmed the fuck out of everyone. And he looked and so handsome doing it. Like just movie star Gary. Getting on that plane, wearing those nice sunglasses, Carrie Fetman styling is just really working. He's nine point five. I mean, grand and he was a energy. true grand zaddy. Like he knows kids. You can tell 9. he has that down. Winks. Mm-hmm. Nine point five winks. I'm really pulling for ten wink energy in the finale. Yes, we'll get it. We'll get there. Or maybe even during Women Tell All. We don't. Who knows. And on that note, that is it for this episode of Love to See It with Emma and Lee. Thanks to our wonderful guest, Hilary Fry. Love to See It is produced by us, Emma Gray, Lee Blickley, and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv, and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Matarana is our executive producer. If you like our show, please remember to follow us, rate us five stars, leave a review, and of course... Tell everyone you know about Love to See It and our delightful recaps of Golden Bachelor. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at Love to See It Pod and Instagram at Claire and Emma Pod. You can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at claireandemma.substack.com. I'm also on social media at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Lee BZ. We'll be back Monday with more from Bachelor in Paradise. Stitcher. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.